Hello and welcome to The Rejection Diaries. This is episode 10, the season finale. My name is Stuart White. This final episode is going to act as a, a sort of mix of a, a wrap-up episode um, and summarising very quickly all the things we've covered so far in this first season, but also just a, a sort of personal um, experience uh, rejection diary as well from, from my own a time of, of querying and experiencing rejection and hopefully giving you a, a sort of slightly different insight and, and maybe showing some of the progression and learning that I've made myself as a, as a writer through the process of writing up and recording this series of the, the podcast. So we started off with a little introduction um, where I discussed uh, my own querying and rejection experience over the last decade or so. And I'll touch a little bit more upon that in a minute or two. We then discussed uh, about the importance of putting yourself out there as a writer, um, our definition of whether we're a writer or not, what makes us a, a writer. And, and we, I think we agreed that anyone who is completing work, is completing drafts, is getting work that is to the best standard they can and sending it out, then they are perfectly valid to, to call themselves a writer and to to own that title. I think uh, anyone who who even aspires to and, and, and somehow produces something, you know, whether it's a, a piece of flash flash fiction or a short story or something similar, um, all would regard themselves as writers. Can we do this? Can we keep going? And I think we established very firmly that as long as we continue to have the the drive to, to write and the drive to hopefully someday see our book on the shelf, then we can continue to do this. And we discussed about how important it is to continue to send our work out to agents, competitions, and so forth into magazines and other opportunities that are there because you just don't know when luck is going to turn your way. And I talked about this a lot throughout the series, but it is massively about luck, taste, and timing. That tr triad or that holy trinity of three factors that I think are so important in terms of uh, writers making that next step and, and going from hopefuls to to published writers and so yeah i think that is the 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 key components to that we then went on to discuss a, an episode which i really enjoyed actually researching and putting together the information for on motivation and why do we do our writing what what motivates us to sit down and do it what motivates us in a sort of overall sense but what motivates us in a daily sense to sit down and, and open the document and actually write and by doing so hopefully understanding our motivations better will enable us to equip ourselves to better weather the storm of rejection and the difficult times that come with sending your work out there we went on to emotional resilience so the ability to pick ourselves back up again when we, we face a severe challenge or when we, we fall so severely that we just never think we're going to get back up again, but we somehow do it because of that inbuilt emotional resilience. And we discussed how we techniques for building up that resilience so that 
it will allow us to deal with the, the bumpy road and the, the great falls that come ultimately with sending our work out there and getting rejection upon it. We talked about bouncing back, so the, the phase that you go through post-rejection and how we get ourselves back on the horse and writing again and on to the next project and making sure that we put ourselves in a position to get rejected again or possibly you know succeed and and move on to that next stage so that is so important and we we discussed uh what to do when we feel when all hope is lost when we're in that in the darkest hour you know that um moment of of no return and how we bounce back and write the next book we discuss turning despair into hope, what we do when we're not able to bounce back, when we fall into despair and we think, no, this isn't for me, I'm not going to do it again, there's no hope for me. And that brought me to one of my favourite quotes, obviously, from Star Wars, which is, hope is like the sun. If you only believe in it when you see it, you'll never make it through the night. And we discuss strategies on how to pull ourselves out of those depths and to continue to have hope even when times are difficult. We then talked about the biggest antagonist in our writing journey, which is often ourselves, and how we can overcome that biggest obstacle. And advice on not comparing yourself to others, your output, your word counts, your successes, and so on, and why that's so important in terms of overcoming um, that sense of self-rejection that can often come before we've even finished our book or sent our work out. We then went on to talk about love, the love of writing, why that is a powerful motivator to help us through the times when it is more difficult, when we do get rejection, and to remind ourselves of why we're doing this. Is it for publication or is it because we love writing and telling stories? And we discussed the magic of picking up a book as a child and and burying ourselves in that story world and how we want to replicate that as adults for the the children's the the children that we write for we then spent last week discussing process and outcome which is something which i found particularly useful to to sort of research and to put into towards how we might do that um, and we talked about measuring our worth and progress in a healthy way and focusing purely upon the processes and letting the outcomes then take care of themselves. And if we can do that, then actually this journey is going to be so much easier. And so that brings us on to today, the season finale, the final episode of season one of the Rejection Diaries. And I wanted to talk a little bit um, today about how I have possibly used or not used some of the the various strategies and tips and so on they've discussed through the series and the impact that that's had upon uh, me over the last 10 years, but also where I'm at now in terms of continuing forth, um, having had that decade of rejection, because episode one was all about the, the I guess, like the history of me and my, my writing journey. And so uh, I hope episode 10 will be a, a reflection upon where I'm now and hopefully you know, where I could potentially go with my writing over the next few few years or so. So I guess probably we have to go back to, to March when I sent out my last book to agents and um, I've been reflecting upon this this week and rereading some of my work and trying to be completely honest with myself about 
the quality of the the work, uh, whether I had spent enough time on it, whether I had edited it enough, whether I had really given it everything I possibly could before sending it out. And it was it was interesting because I had to overcome my own obstacles within my own head. I was I was I was very defensive, and I was trying to convince myself. No, I did. I, I you know I I went through several redrafts. Blah 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 blah. I gave it to other people to read. I you know I did all the things that I should do. And then I read some sections, and I was I was thinking to myself, is this? And then I cut it down into sort of small sections and pages, and I said. Is this section truly reflective of A, my story, and B, is it the best reflection of of my writing and my storytelling and and the craft that I've hopefully learned and developed over the last decade? And once I got over that defensive phase of saying, yeah, no, I think it is, I think it's good, I think blah, 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 I try to be, I take myself out of, my body have that outer body experience and look at the work coldly and objectively as someone else might and I said actually that wasn't good enough or that wasn't good enough and to be more specific I was looking at it and thinking this feels like a a, a narrated story um, which has lots of action it has lots happening but not very much reaction and emotional response from the characters involved and and what what happens in the story is quite it's quite traumatic it's quite scary at times and I wasn't feeling that when I was rereading it and and having had the space in the last few months where I've not looked at it uh, has allowed me to look back at it and maybe see that more than than I did at the time which again shows the importance of that old bit of advice which suggests that you put your manuscript away for a while before looking back at it uh, and that, and that's possibly something which I, I made a mistake with and, and I should have perhaps done before I, I sent the work out in March. I, I remember at the time I was, I was particularly excited to get it out because I had done a pitch contest on Twitter and had a number of publishers as well as agents who had liked my, my pitch. And, and that kind of, um, I guess that probably sped up the process for me too much. And I got excited and I sent the work out. And ultimately, with this degree of, of time and self-reflection, it wasn't good enough. And I can see that now. And actually looking at it, in some ways I was a wee bit excited the other day because I was thinking, actually, I know how to improve that. I think I can make that better. I know, you know, and, and even articulating it to, to you right now, I can I can see where work could be done to improve that manuscript. And I think, yeah, and I think that's that's the, the wonderful thing about um, everything I've talked about and researched and, and discussed during the series is when I'm, I'm now trying to apply those various wee things to, to my own work, I'm, I'm seeing how effective they can be. And I hope that, I will learn from this. I am a slow learner. I'm not not necessarily the fastest learner, um, and and often make mi- mistakes repeatedly. And before I really I really get to where I need to be, but um, I'm hoping that with with the forthcoming project, which is which is actually going reasonably well, uh, will give me that sort of experience to slow down a little bit, take time, take time away, and and hopefully produce work which 
um, I, I know is the very best that I can do. And, and even though sometimes you convince yourself at the time that it is the very best that you can do, often with that self-reflection, you realise it's not. And as I say, looking back at that work from, from last week, uh, which I sent out a few months ago, I, I could definitely see that. Um, and, and, and so that's that's probably where I'm at just now. And I'm, I'm obviously working on uh, my my next book, which is the um, the time travel novel, the, the Young Doctor Who. And I'm really excited about that. Um, I've shared it with a few people who have also shared excitement, which is nice. Uh, and you, you wonder sometimes if it's if it's them being nice or if it actually genuinely has some merit. But I am trying to be positive. I'm trying to think of things in a more positive light overall. Um, I have a tendency to go negative. So if I can think of things in a more positive light, I'll take I'll take their praise. I'll take their their compliments. I'll take their their. Um, excitement at the the possibility of this actually being a, a good book and I will try and funnel that and save that for the the times where it will get a bit more difficult as I'm, I'm working through it. Uh, at the moment I am doing a little bit of a, a rejig. The, the problem with a time travel novel is that you change one thing and, and it does it has a huge knock-on effect not just in terms of the, the linear timeline but in terms of past and, and future events and so on so I'm having to do a bit of a rejig at the moment and that's a wee bit tricky uh, but I'm hoping that as I say the positive vibes that I got from the, the first few reads um, of those first few chapters will be enough to help me through the rest of the, the draft and and as I'm working through it and I've sent the, the opening chapters out to a couple of uh, competitions actually where they accept the first few chapters um, only, and they don't ask for the full. Um, and although I've got a draft there, it's you know it's one of those things where I, I I wouldn't be happy with probably sending it to someone right now. So I'm hoping to get that in shape before potentially anything happens with that. But yeah, I'm, I'm at the stage where I'm now starting to think, and and this is really bad, and it's something that I need to try and uh, eliminate from ahead if I can. But I'm starting to look at okay. Who might be interested in this? You know, um, if I send this out, you know, like can I manage and handle the, the probable rejection that I'm going to get from this novel? Um, and those are bad thoughts to have, I think, in your head in the midst of a draft. And so I guess the key for me going forward over the next few months is to try and focus on process, not outcome, as I preach um, in, in my last episode. And I, I always preach that, actually. It's, it's such a, a useful mantra to have in your head when when you get those other external thoughts about outcome coming along. But they come naturally, they come there. There's always a, a little bubble of hope that's welling up inside you, and it, and, it, and and because you have hope about your manuscript, and you think, oh, this this could be good. Then inevitably, your 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 mind drifts to potential outcomes and and what could happen with it but i'm trying to stay focused in the process we are gonna uh, and i say we I'm, I'm working um monthly with with emma reed on this um through the spark mentoring and i'm hoping that we can stick and i think this is the key thing that i've maybe not not been strong enough with in my previous novels is the heart of the novel and sticking to the very key question which is what does my character want 
what's going to stop them getting it, and what do they ultimately need to learn in the novel. And that's, you know, I'm trying to stick to that in every single chapter and every single scene, keep that pertinent so that there's no wayward storyline, there's no flat chapters. We're always um, on the edge of their seats saying, are they going to get what they want? What's going to stop them? Are they going to be stopped? And actually, as hopefully as we go through the novel, we start to see a little bit more about what the character needs rather than what they want. And we start rooting for them to get that as well. And and, I, I, and that's something I've been very focused on with, with this current uh, project is to try and make sure that that is at the forefront of everything I write. Because I have a tendency, as I'm sure many of you do, to get carried away with, oh, this is a cool scene, or if this happened, it'd be very cool, or if this happened, it'd be so cool, and or this world-building element would be fantastic right here. And you lose the focus away from what is important in the story. And, yeah, I think that keeping that at the, the forefront of your mind, having a, a little post-it note, or as I do at the, the top of the, the, the Word document, the manuscript, I have the pitch there, and that's really useful just to remind me every time I open it up what the pitch of the story is, what is the focus. And really, in pretty much every part of the book, you should be able to um, have a sense of that, of what's at stake, what the person wants, what's in their way and so on. That should almost always be at the forefront of every scene within your book. And I think if, and I, I'm really, really guilty of this myself, if you start going off in wayward tangents, then you lose that and you can lose your reader when that happens. And as I said earlier on, one thing that comes with a bit of experience is hopefully learning from the experience. And we discussed a little earlier about how I felt there was a lack of reaction and emotional response from some of my characters in my previous project. Um, I didn't. I felt like I, I, I undersold that. I really didn't go into that. And that's a... A problem of mine. I think it's because I, I, I write first person and so and I try to be in the character and sometimes I, I'm feeling it myself but I'm not articulating that in the in the words that I'm typing. And that's something I'm going to really keep at the forefront of my mind as I work through this project is to think how am I feeling? How how would I react to that? I.e. the character, how would they feel? How would they react to that? What is what is going through their mind? at that very moment and and try and not not you know it's the whole show not tell thing isn't it I'm, i wouldn't necessarily expect every single thing to be documented you know like oh uh sam felt sad or that sam was you know feeling blah 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 you know like that we don't need to have that at every turn but just keep that at the forefront so we're seeing some kind of reaction because i guess the, the reason we love story, and, and this is something that, again, as I've become older and, and experienced life more, I've, I've realised more, is the reason we love story is because we like to see people put in difficult situations and see how they react. Now, I, I hadn't planned to mention this, but it just popped into my head as I said that. Um, my wife is a huge fan of Love Island. And I don't know if, if many of you watch it or have seen it before, but the basic premise to me from someone who has, I haven't seen that much, but I've seen clips, is that they put those poor people, or some of them are not poor people, I guess, but they put those um, 
unsuspected people into situations where it's going to be difficult for them. They consciously contrive situations where it's going to be awkward and where we're going to get some sort of reaction from the people involved. And I think that's what makes that such compulsive viewing is that people want to see people put into difficult situations, how they're going to respond. And I think that's the key to storytelling. And it's something, as I say, I'm going to keep it at the forefront of my mind. And obviously you should too, is, is as you're telling a story, how can you put your character into a tricky situation and how are they going to respond? And if you can keep doing that, you're going to get your reader thinking that exact same thing. How are they going to get out of this? How are they going to react to this? What are they going to do next? And and that is the 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 hook, the thing that glues your your reader, I think, into story. And I've been conscious of it, as I say, for for a while now. But um, maybe not been applying it as as well as I would like to. And going forth, that is going to be one of my number one key take homes: is put them in tricky situations see how they react and and make sure um, the reader can can be shown how the characters are going to react as well so that they can empathize or disagree disagree with actually is quite is quite a powerful one um, and really does keep your your readers compulsed uh, to towards the, the story I, I know that um when I see someone in a, a book or a film or a TV series who does something that I wouldn't do, that is actually more of a hook and more intriguing to me than someone who does something that I probably would do. And so that again, that's something to keep and bear in mind for, for both myself and and for your own storytelling. Um if you need advice from me. Anyway, um so yeah, over the next few years I'm I'm hoping that I can take all this stuff and apply it more to my own approach. I, I think I do think of of the, the overall fear of rejection and the, the weight of rejection over the last few years has definitely slowed me down. It's put a lot of doubt in my head. But hopefully, with what I've researched, learned and and preached and can hopefully now apply myself, I can cope a little bit better over the next couple of years with my writing. Now, before I go um, and finish this first season of The Rejection Diaries, I wanted to put an invitation out there for any other writers who may have been in a sort of similar situation to myself. They have been rejected multiple times over multiple projects and they feel that they've got a, a story to tell around their rejection and they don't mind sharing it. If you are or feel you're one of those storytellers and you can be published or unpublished, I'm not looking for um, someone who is a, a bestseller. And actually, sometimes when they are the bestseller, uh, as great a story as that is, um, and it offers hope and so on, it's sometimes nicer or it's a nice alternative to hear from someone who who hasn't made it, but is still going. Because for me, that, that shows a, a, a high degree of strength and resilience to, to keep going, even though after multiple projects and hundreds of rejections, you're still not where you want to be. So if you think that's you, um, I'd love to chat to you. I'd love to have you on and we could have a little chat about rejection, about your own strategies, about uh, where you are with your work just now, how things have been for you in the past, what the toughest parts have been about the querying and rejection journey 
or what are the perhaps highlights? Because everyone's got a few highlights, a few moments which um, have given them enough motivation and hope to, to continue. So if you feel like that's you, I'm going to put a form in the newsletter this week. Um, you can click on it, just pop in your name and your email and just a little bit about what you want to talk about just so I've got an idea in advance. Now, if we get up to 10 people, I'll, I'll have everyone on. We'll chat over the course of probably October, November. If we get excess of that, then obviously we might have to look at doing that over a more sort of staggered period. Uh, what I will do is I'll contact anyone who I'm going to chat to in October and November fairly soon. And if I, if I don't get in touch, um, it's not because I don't want to chat to you. It might just be that we've had a, a, lot, a big response to it. And I would then maybe look to chat to you in, in the new year or sometime just after. Okay, so it would be lovely to chat to more of you about this. I, I think I've, I've shared a lot about my own personal experience, um, my own ways of coping with rejection, um, the different strategies that I've been trying to implement myself to, to better deal with it. And I hope that maybe we can get some similar honesty from some you writers out there just now. Um, it'd be lovely to chat to you and it'd be lovely to share. So that is the end of season one of the Rejection Diaries. My name's Stuart White. May the force be with you.